right. Welcome, everybody, to an emergency episode of Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. I am the New York Daily News' NFL columnist and Giants beat writer, and I am here because back in April, I reported exclusively on TikTok that the Giants were looking to trade Kadarius Toney. They were making calls to do that. It took Joe Shane a little bit longer than he would have liked, but he gets the deal done. Kudos to Shane, frankly, for getting the return he did from the Kansas City Chiefs, given Tony's frequent injuries and unreliability. Shane gets a third-round compensatory draft pick from Andy Reid and the Chiefs, and also a sixth-rounder as well. That third-round pick is the comp pick the Chiefs get for Ryan Poles being hired out of their front office to the Chicago Bears GM post. Now, from the Giants' end, Tony was obviously a talented player, drafted number 20 overall in the first round after the trade back that Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman made in the first round there, netting the extra first that eventually becomes Evan Neal this spring. But Tony just never panned out. He had a lot of talent. We saw a flash of it against the Dallas Cowboys and against the New Orleans Saints as a rookie. But he ends his Giants career having scored zero touchdowns despite all of that talent and that crazy cutting ability and elusiveness. Uh, The reality is that when Tony was a rookie, various issues cropped up. Injuries were at the center of it all. Even at the end of the year, as I reported after that first season, that there were some questions internally about how serious some of his injuries actually were and whether they were justifiably keeping him off the field, given that everybody's playing through something, especially late in an NFL season. There was a clean slate when Joe Shane and Brian Dable walked into the door as a new GM and head coach, but Tony started off on the wrong foot. He skipped the early portion of Dable's offseason program. He then also had an arthroscopic knee procedure in the spring that kept him out of practice until training camp. He started training camp really well on that first day, played hard, played well, made a great catch for a touchdown in the end zone and one-on-one coverage. And the fact of the matter is it from there, it was downhill again. Uh, He only played seven snaps in week one against the Tennessee Titans. And I saw a lot of fans and people scratching their heads at that point, not recognizing that what it reflected was very simple. He had not earned the trust of this front office and coaching staff, and he never did. That seven snaps in week one and this trade to Kansas City is reinforcement of my reporting in the spring that the Giants took a look at this player in this situation and said, this gentleman is not long for our team. Now, they couldn't get return and proper return and the types of draft picks they wanted back in the spring because other NFL teams were not stupid. They saw a talented player uh, you know, being offloaded in year two, not even enter in his second NFL season yet. And their eyebrows were up. They said, what's going on here? A lot of the teams who had done homework on him prior to the draft already knew maybe that there were some concerns about his commitment level, things like that. I did reporting before the Gi- or right after the Giants drafted him on the fact that some of the off-field flags about Kadarius Toney were unjustified and that he deserved a second chance. Uh, And I felt like that was a fair way of portraying who he was. And the fact that, frankly, he made some mistakes but was young and immature. Um, And uh, my experience with him, not a bad guy. You know, I see some people bringing up DeAndre Baker's name along with Kadarius, two different people. I don't think that's fair to Kadarius at all. Um, I think that 
Kadarius with Kansas City being less visible than New York, despite being a better team recently, year in and year out. That market being less visible, I think he'll have an opportunity, hopefully, uh, to cultivate his maturity level and his work ethic, even in practice, uh, without the cameras as bright on him. And I also think, and I think it's obvious that this is the type of offense, and this was the team that always made sense for Tony to go to, to hopefully flourish in his second stop. So change could be good for him. Now, the Giants as sellers is an interesting concept, Um, not a surprising one. As I reported in the Daily News, uh, the day prior to this trade, uh, league sources believe that Joe Shane and the Giants were open to anything, including selling despite being six and one because they understand who they are. They see the big picture. And of course, you see a polar opposite reaction approaching the trade deadline, at least so far, from the Eagles and the Giants. They're both six-win teams. They both are tied for the most wins in the NFL in the same division. However, the Eagles are trading away a fourth-round pick for Robert Quinn, while the Giants are trading away a player acquiring draft picks. So that tells you where those two franchises are. And frankly, the fact that they're both assessing themselves properly, that's a refreshing change in New York from the major problem they had in 2021, which was they thought they were a better team than they were. And by committing all of those assets to players in uh, the last season of the Joe Judge tenure, the Giants were miscalculating who they were and what chances they really had to compete and succeed. And that's part of the reason why they're here now. But it's a valuable thing for the Giants here that they're getting return for a player who wasn't really a major part of the team anyway. Interesting that Tony is saying that he was not hurt at the end. Uh, The Giants had no official response. I would say this, it does not, it would not surprise me. And it does not surprise me that Tony felt like he was readier than the Giants were allowing him to be when they held him off that London trip, even though he said, and they said he tweaked a hamstring there. uh, I felt like at that point, it was very clear to me that the Giants were doing what they could to remove him from the team dynamic. Um, you know, who knows what happens if he doesn't tweak his hamstring there coming on the trip, things of that nature. There were players who were injured, not on the trip. There were also players who were not available for that game who were on the trip. So take that for what it, for what it is and what it was. Um, the NFL has not officially responded as of the recording of this podcast to whether that would be investigated, that the giants would put a player on an injury report that allegedly, according to the player was not hurt. Um, and You know, from this point on, I think you have to understand that Joe Shane and the Giants are continuing to look at this long term. And that was something I think the players had questions about right after this trade. And to take you inside how it all went down on Thursday, the players, I don't think Brian Dable, he almost came off to me right before practice as upset that the news had gotten out before his practice. Because what happened was, as Julian Love explained to me, the players were in the locker room basically lacing up their cleats about to walk out onto the field uh, for practice on Thursday, finding out about the Tony trade. So nobody knew what to think. Nobody knew what was what. And so we talked to Dable on the patio. He was curt and unfriendly, frankly, compared to what he usually is. He said, listen, it just happened. And then after we went into the media room, Joe Shane, who we already saw on the field, and Dable I was told by a source, gathered the players around on the field and explained the situation to them and told them that they're always going to do what's in the best interest of the team. 
Julian Love told me that he actually thought that was a smart play by the GM and the head coach because the players might have been distracted. And he said, listen, I think it was the right thing because we just needed to have a good practice. And without having clarity on what was happening and why are we selling and you know what? Did, why did we trade a player? We thought he was coming back, all that stuff. So the transparency, I think, was appreciated from the players and also necessary. Andrew Thomas told me, as well as Julian, they both told me that they think players trust in what Shane and Dable are doing. They're winning, so the results are supporting kind of the process that they are executing. Um, and you know, I think that from that standpoint, you know, Love said to me that this is a they're building the team for the long term. They're building a team down the road, and it's a delicate balance to walk when players are winning right now and they don't want it to look like or to feel like they're having any kind of rug pulled out from under them. But I do think, you know, looking at this trade, they understand that the player that was traded was not contributing to their success anyway. And I'll just be very honest, even though some players said nice and, you know, diplomatic things about Kadarius, including Daniel Jones, uh, Kenny Galladay, I did get plenty of reaction from players. I'm not going to call it out and start any kind of war, war words. I would just say there were a lot of players in the Giants locker room who seemed pretty indifferent to the fact that Kadarius Tony was traded. And again, not a bad guy, not a bad person, but just how the dynamic worked and how he never fully meshed with this team and never earned the trust of the coaching staff and the GM. Um, he ends up in a different spot. Hopefully it works out for them. And I think it's great that Joe Shane was able to get assets. And this is, believe it or not, even though he's been open for business this whole time, outside of draft day when he was moving up and down the board a couple of times, this is Joe Shane's first trade as Giants general manager when you talk about a player trade. And so his first draft pick was Kayvon Thibodeau. His first trade really was getting rid of a player who was often injured and who was unreliable and getting a third and a six round pick back. Not a bad start considering they're also six and one. Thanks for joining me for this emergency episode of Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. Please go follow me on TikTok at PL on NFL. I'm also there on Instagram at PL on NFL. I'm also at that handle on YouTube at PL on NFL. Going to continue to do live Q&As and hits I did a live Q&A and analysis on the Tony trade on my Instagram live minutes after the news broke and we were at the facility and about to walk out to practice. So I was able to give fans who joined that live context on what was happening, how it went down and everything going on in East Rutherford. Um, and also obviously please go to the coverage on nydailynews.com. That is, of course, where I post my regular coverage of the Giants going into a game against the Seahawks and beyond the trade deadline on Tuesday and on Twitter at PLeonardNYDN. And, uh, you know, as far as this podcast, I appreciate everybody joining. I appreciate everyone who's subscribing. Please continue to like on YouTube and on Apple Music, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is. Review it, like it. We appreciate all the support. We will talk to you next time on Talking Ball.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.